At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of VSIN Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out here on a Wednesday night. Still to come in hour number three, the Reynolds wrap. As we go through the Sony Open, Wes will give you some of his plays for the weekend as we'll try to find a winner on the PGA Tour. Also, our early thoughts on two Super Wildcard Weekend games, ravens Bengals, mm-hmm. cowboys Bucks. as we continue our Super Wildcard series here on the show. That's coming up in hour number three. But right now, we have some NBA games that are about to tip off. We gave the side and total handicap yeah. for Suns and the Nuggets. But what about the props? Because we mentioned Jokic's prop numbers. Those are high. Points are at 24.5 rebounds, 11.5 assists, 9.5. Anything for Jokic or any mm. of the other guys down the board here when you look at Suns Nuggets? Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, look, uh, obviously if you've been playing Jokic overs, you've been getting rewarded. Uh, they're go- They're going to be taxed, though. I, I think from uh, from this standpoint, so you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't really play any of these late games uh, in in terms of the props, but you know I if anything I might be I'm trying to see who I could target for Phoenix because mm-hmm. it's like okay somebody's got to score. Uh, last night was a big game for Damian Lee, obviously returning back to Golden State. Yeah. So if I were maybe to look into play unders, there was a lot of emotion there in that game. I, I think him and Steph got tangled up late, actually. Oh, did they really? Yeah, wow. even though they're very good friends. But yeah, he's getting his championship ring and everything. Yeah, but uh, 
Uh, I would maybe look at the Lee unders. Uh, let me make sure he's actually going tonight. I don't want to give out bad information here, but uh, let me make let me make sure. Well, it, it is interesting though when you talk about props in games where you see a team missing a lot of key players mm-hmm. because like that's where it gets a little bit tricky because we don't have the volume. We don't know who that person is going to step up right. and be the go-to scorer. Now, the market is indicating that it's going to be Dwayne Washington yeah. with a 21-and-a-half points, but it could also be some, It could be someone else. It could be Mikael Bridges that ends up taking the lion's yeah, share of the shots. I was, tr- I was trying to figure out, you know, who who should I go with maybe for Phoenix because, you know, there's always the old adage, hey, somebody scores on a bad team. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I, what I was looking at there, but I, I just it, – it's tough when you're so shorthanded to kind of – pinpoint that guy i think also some scores some final scores from around the association milwaukee bucks hang on to beat the atlanta hawks 114 105 boston celtics beat the new orleans pelicans 125 114 the new york knicks stave off the indiana pacers 119 113 in the garden uh, right now in college basketball though Wes, we haven't touched a whole lot on tcu and texas over in austin but the horn frogs been really impressive so far through the first half of play up 42 to 29 currently laying six and as i pull up the second half number here to see if we can find a little bit of value on this game that's going on in the big 12 the texas longhorns i would assume would be the favorites and yes they are laying seven total 76 and a half here in this contest against the horn for yeah i'm taking a look at this box score and i i, I was on uh, tcu here at plus six mm-hmm. and a half so a did you imagine this for the first 20 uh, i did not actually <laughs> up, up 13 but, but, but texas that's what uh, that's a little bit what i was worried about i didn't expect this to be you know a 13 point game necessarily but that's a little bit what i was worried about because Texas comes off that win. Look, that was the buy low spot. That was the rally around the family spot there because, you know, coach just got fired. We just gave up, you know, a billion points, basically 116 to Kansas State. And, you know, that that was the good effort. Now, this was kind of the letdown spot. And that's what you were worried about a little bit with the uh, with the Longhorns tonight. Uh, TCU, let me look at the... Uh, go inside the numbers here and just get a little neither, stat. Neither team is shooting it well. Yeah, TCU about 47%. They get to the rim uh, uh, a lot, uh, not really not really shooting the ball well, but out-rebounding them, beating them in the, uh, beating them in the turnover battle. Uh, who's the leading scorer? I believe it is Mike Miles Jr., who is usually their leading scorer. Mm-hmm. He's got 10, and, uh, you know, just getting contributions from everybody. And, and I think with, uh, with, with TCU – I was a little bit, you know, in, in November, December, I was a little bit worried. I was like, okay, what's this schedule, you know, because they played about the weakest non-conference schedule of any team in all of college basketball. So I'm like, can they do this against good teams? And they have been doing it in the Big 12. They're actually very good in transition, even though Texas usually can uh, can shut you down. So I'm interested to see if there's going to be changes in philosophy now that Rodney Terry is the interim coach, you know, because Chris Beard played that no middle. But I wonder if Rodney Terry, what Rodney Terry did at Fresno State and at UTEP when he was the head coach, is he basically kind of used that San Diego State defense that that Brian Dutcher runs out there and did it with success at both of those programs. Against Kansas State, Texas really couldn't switch. You know, mm-hmm. they, they got absolutely toasted. So, you know, Mike Miles is dangerous off the ball screen, but... I just think Texas, you know, from what, you know, we're watching like 18 different games right now, but just with little I've watched of that, TCU's been more physical. 
they have been the way yeah. more physical team. So I'm not necessarily wanting to try a middle here with Texas. I'm hanging on to my TCU. You mentioned that would Texas maybe switch up their defensive scheme. Is that something that you can do once you get to conference play? It feels like it's, it, it, it's, it's a little late it's, in the It's game. obviously very hard yeah. to do that. I mean, I, I have seen I've seen teams do that like offensively. Mm-hmm. Offensively, you can kind of switch it. You can switch a scheme a little bit, you know, where you can, you know, it's basically tempo, you know, where it's like, okay, we're going to run more. Maybe we're going to pressure a little bit more in the backcourt and try to, you know, get out more in transition, or you can slow it down. You see, sometimes teams will do that later because obviously the possessions become more valuable and and fewer and far between late in the season as you get into like conference tournament play, NCAA tournament play, what have you. And teams kind of slow it down, and and perhaps that's due to injuries as well, because injuries often is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. You know, when can you go ahead and 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 you know switch, you know, flip the script, so to speak? When can you, you know, we're down to like a six or seven guy rotation. So that's what I think you see a lot of teams do. I think it is easier, to your point, to change offensive philosophy than defensive philosophy. Yeah, it feels like you can easily get yourself caught up in like, oh, I thought you were going to do that, like miscommunication because you're changing it. And these are college kids. Like they do do other stuff than play basketball. They (laughs) theoretically are student athletes Mm -hmm. and should be in class and stuff. So it's not as much time to really like, hey, like let's grind into this and get this thing down. Yeah, They got other stuff going on in their lives. So I don't know how much uh, you can go ahead and switch in season stuff. Um, You mentioned this game while we were during the break a, a little while ago. Houston in a little bit of a competitive battle against mm-hmm. South Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a single single digit game here, seventy two sixty three. The Cougars lead at two twenty two left to go. Now the market obviously has uh, indication that Houston will win minus seventeen five hundred uh, on on the money line there. Then you see South Florida twenty two to one, but yeah, Houston maybe showing some uh, cracks in the armor. Maybe well, you know, when when you're really the king daddy of that conference, the American Conference, as Houston, I think, has proven to be, you do get teams' best shots. Now, there are sometimes, you know, I, I talk about those, like, fat and happy plays. You get a ranked team that's won three in a row. Houston, Houston's almost like a Gonzaga where, you know, they're not in those power six conferences, so there is a wide gap in talent or certainly a wider gap mm-hmm. than you would see in the power six between Houston and like a Tulsa or somebody like that. Cause you've seen Houston. Some of these scores lately ran out SMU by 34 one at Tulsa by 39 UCF played them tough though. A couple weeks ago, only a six point game, but Houston won by 13 on the road against a decent Cincinnati team. So yeah, South Florida, you know, absolutely, absolutely hanging tough here. And this is a South Florida team, by the way, it's and three in the American athletic conference at seven and nine, but they're a team that, you know, kind of is a grinder grinder type of team. Doesn't really get up and down, but they're for sure going to get the cover here at 23, 23 and a half Houston up by seven, one thirty left to go. Yeah. It might just be one of those lulls there for the Cougs. Um, but a lot of people love them. The numbers clearly have loved them for quite some time as, as one of the best teams in the country, if not the best team, yeah, I think you ask any odds maker, who's, like, who's your number one power rated team? Houston's probably the answer. Oh, yeah. I think is what you'd get. Um, real quick here, we've got two minutes left in the segment. I want to get to the NBA game, Rockets and the Kings. Not a marquee game, but it is the game uh, that we could bet on this evening. Sacramento laying nine at home, total 236.5. Rockets plus 320 
on the money line. Yeah, it looks like Kevin Herter not going to go out with an illness for Sacramento. So uh, Terrence Davis going to take his place in the lineup. Uh, De'Aaron Box, Terrence Davis, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and uh, Lithuanian Lasagna Domana Sabonis. For the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Jabari Smith, and uh, Alperin Sengun. And, and that's actually my one play on the game. I played his okay. over 14 and a half points because most of his shots are, you know, very close to the rim. Yes. Sabonis, Sabonis not really a true center either. I mean, Sabonis is, uh, you know, even he's more, he's really a forward. I mean, he's not really even officially a center by his position label, but this guy kind of moves around the floor a little bit. You can score on him down low. A big guy can score on Sabonis down low, but this is a guy that gets a lot of shots at the rim. Singun, Sacramento uh, allows, I believe, the second most field goal attempts I was reading of less than eight feet in terms of recently. And and plus, they have very high totals. Even though this has gotten bet to the under, 236.5, I believe, is going to be the closer at DraftKings. But I thought Sengun getting uh, you know over 14.5 points because he's going to be able to get some putbacks as well. So that's where I went with this one. I actually saw him play in the summer league a couple of years ago uh, here in Vegas. He's skilled, man. Yeah. like You could even see it back then. Like He's... He's a pretty skilled player down low. You can see what Houston is doing. They've got some young, talented guys, but yeah. they they need they need more of them because this is not a team that's got a lot of veterans. They got Eric Gordon uh, basically babysitting these young kids down there in H Town. Yeah, and to put it into context, they're ten and thirty this season. Like they're they're pretty. Big. They know how to do the loserama for Wembenyama. Wembenyama on that team. As if Houston needs another big man amidst their illustrious big Seriously. man they've had there over the years. Akeem, Yao, uh, Moses Malone. Maybe, maybe they'll yes. get another one. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Visa and Live Bet tonight on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports. VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here uh, in downtown Las Vegas, underway with some of the late-night basketball going on. Nuggets Phoenix, that's underway out there in the Rocky Mountains. Also, Rockets and the Kings, they have tipped off in Sacramento, but uh, right now in college hoops, Wes, Texas and TCU, the Longhorns trying to fight back. It's a 10-point game as we approach the first media timeout of the second half. Currently, TCU is laying five and a half totals at 144 and a half. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Texas made at least a little bit of a run here. Uh, you know, feel pretty good at least or solidly as good as possible with uh, plus six and a half on TCU. This is, I mean, Go back to what we said last night about about the Big 12. This is just a bear of a conference. You look tonight, uh, Baylor and West Virginia played earlier. Baylor did end up getting there at the end. Those teams were 0-3 in the conference tonight. You now have a West Virginia team that is 0-4. And they're not bad. <laughs> yeah. They're not a bad team, but it's just... It's playing team some, somebody's got to be at the bottom of this 10-team conference, and it might be the Mountaineers, but... Uh, uh, 47 to 37, Texas uh, scoring the ball a little bit better uh, to start the second half, but Horn Frog still a double-digit lead. We also have the ACC game going on right now between Louisville and Clemson. Tigers up 49-36 on Louisville, currently laying 16 and a half totals at 142 and a half. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, just hoping to hoping to hang on with uh, Louisville here. I did take them plus seventeen and a half, and this was really you know more of like a spot play. And I'll give the reason because you know I was talking to somebody earlier, like, oh my God, Louisville, how the hell can you take them? They're two seventy seven in the Ken Palm. They're two and fourteen, zero oh, and five in the ACC. But if you look. They only lost by eight to Wake Forest on Saturday. So, you know, they they were at least relatively competitive. They only lost by one the game before to Syracuse. Uh, Lost by 23 at Kentucky. I think they ended up pushing the number. But I still feel like they're at least trying to compete. It wasn't really a play on Louisville. It was more of a play against Clemson, who all of a sudden is 5-0 and leading the SEC. And you surely don't expect that. Where now I'm wondering, it's like you've got a team that's usually like an 18-19 win team, and you wonder if like Clemson, maybe they're getting a little bit too big for their britches. Sometimes that happens a little bit for a team that has exceeded expectations, and they've been doing it without Alex Hemingway, who's really their best three-point shooter. He has been out for the last few games. Uh, so this is a team that's won uh, five in a row, uh, already 5-0 and in the ACC, won their last two games on the road, too. One at Virginia Tech, one at Pitt. Now you come home, you're taking on a bad team, arguably pretty much the worst team in the ACC, one of the worst teams in the Power Six conferences, and now everybody's telling you how great you are. And you've also got the Duke Blue Devils coming to Little John Coliseum Mm. down there on Saturday. So that's always the game. I mean, that's the game that the students camp outside for when Duke comes down, when Carolina comes to town. Not this one uh, against Louisville, <laughs> even though Louisville's a big name and traditionally a power, certainly yeah. not so much this year. But you kind of feel like, yeah, maybe they're, you know, reading a little bit too much of the press clippings. And you got Louisville kids that are just trying to win a game. They know they've heard how bad they are and they know how bad they are at two and 14. So I thought 17 and a half was actually a little rich on uh, Clemson. And right now a 10 point ball game, 15 left to go. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of juice in the building. No. <laughs> No, no. Now, Saturday, that place going to be rocking. Yeah. That'll be sold out at Little John down there in uh, Death Valley because Duke's in town. Yeah. Even even a Duke team that doesn't look like the vintage Duke. But they still, at got, least they still got Duke one, But they're still the Duke. Desk. Yeah. You know, what did uh, Pete Gillen? Certainly Duke is Duke. They're on TV more than Leave it to Beaver reruns. <laughs> I tried to do that Pete Gillen accent. I just couldn't do it. Sometimes I'll hear him on the CBS Sports Network games late night. And... <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. But, yeah, I mean, that's what Duke is. I, I think that they're going to get up for this, and the students are going to be camping out. That's the one that the students ain't selling their tickets for. Oh, no. That's the one that the you know the, the, the people in the Greek system, they're going to that game. They're not just buying student tickets. You know, that's what they buy the ticket package for mm-hmm. is when Duke and Carolina come to town. That's the game that everybody wants to see. Everybody wants to yell at the Cameron crazies and uh, yell at the, the, the Dukies out there since that's the co- team that's – been the torchbearer of the ACC along with North Carolina. Uh, so that game's going on in college. In the NBA, it's an interesting night because in the first half of the doubleheader, we had Giannis, who is a, a two-time MVP, leading the Milwaukee Bucks to a victory. Now, Giannis mm-hmm. didn't play very well from a scoring perspective, but still chipped in 18 rebounds, seven assists. So a, a solid night nonetheless there for Giannis. And now in the second half of this doubleheader, we got the two-time reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, yes. of the Denver Nuggets. And I'm not sure if you saw this, Wes, or caught wind of it, um, but the NBA.com, since we've reached the midway point, NBA.com went ahead and had a media survey of about 30 media members and asked them the typical questions for the awards markets and also just, like, which players made the biggest leap and all that stuff. 
And in the MVP question in that survey, it was Luka Doncic who led the way with about 43% of the votes. And then Nikola Jokic had 40%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's interesting. When you look at the voting, Giannis had 7% along with Jason Tatum tied for third. Uh, Kevin Durant was the other player that received votes, but Durant right now is nursing the MCL sprain. But I think with the way that the Denver Nuggets are playing and the way that uh, Luka, uh, Luka, Nikola Jokic is playing, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this because, is, it's his award, even well, though he's won two straight. And, 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 and because, too, like – he very rarely has those like you know those stupid performances like we've seen that out of Luca and Giannis, but mm. he is consistent. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of variance. I mean, you know, he's going to be contending. It seems like for a triple double where it's almost a possibility every single night. He might average one by the and, end of the season. And because you look at it, somebody made a comment. You know, like he looks like he's not athletic. Like he moves it slow, slow, and slow motion, but. Man, he is such a skilled player, and he's a hell of a lot better athlete than people give him credit for. Don't no, don't let looks be deceiving to you. Yeah, you know this, this guy is one of the best players in the world for a reason, and it ain't because he's unathletic. Unathletic guys aren't like in contention for the best players in yeah. the world in that league. But yeah, I, I mean, he's the consistent guy every night. I I think Jokic, and he's certainly. I think people know that he's capable of, you know, dropping a double nickel or something like that or having, you know, 45 points and 25 rebounds. Like, he's capable of that. But he's got some support on that team. He's got Jamal Murray back healthy. He's got MPJ who's kind of finally starting to come into his own a little bit. KCP, I think, has been a very nice addition to the lineup. Aaron Gordon, super athletic, you know, one of the best dunkers in the league. Certainly that dunk that he had on our Christmas night against Phoenix that unfortunately for him did not count. I was like, man, that's like a dunk contest dunk that he just did in a game. (laughs) Like his game dunks are better than the dunk contest dunks. But, uh, you know, we're seeing right now uh, uh, Denver 20 to 14. This is a very shorthanded Phoenix team, I think. What do they have? They have one usual starter in that lineup, Bridges. Mm-hmm. He's the only one. Every, everybody pretty much of consequence, by and large, is out for Phoenix. But I think and the why I believe that Jokic should be the favorite, because we have the odds courtesy of DraftKings, and these were the odds before tonight's games. Uh, right now, Luka, plus 275, the favorite to win the award. Jokic, 3-1. to one. Tatum, Giannis, 4-1. to one. Then it's a drop-off to Durant at 12-1. to one. I think Jokic should be the favorite here, because... Denver's the f- number one seed in the West right now. Mm-hmm. And he also still has the crazy numbers and the advanced metrics that heavily weigh in his favor, which is kind of what propelled him to win the award the previous two years. Oh, yeah. So it's like now he's checking every box. And now that he has his running mates with him in Murray and Porter, he's checking the winning box as well. Mm-hmm. Like The only way he doesn't win is just because he's won it two straight times, which I feel like is a terrible reason. Now, maybe that is the reason that the voters end up going with to yeah. pick somebody else. Yeah. But it seems like a horrible reason to not give him the award. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I mean, if the guy's the best player, the guy's the best player. But, you know, that was the thing with Giannis a couple of years ago when he yeah. won back-to-back. It's like, oh, man, they can't give it to him three times. So, I mean, this is going to be – I mean, it looks like a four-way race right now. I, I, I don't think you want to necessarily rule out – Embiid, if he can at least mm-hmm. you know not miss many games, but KD's obviously dipped uh, yeah, with him being drop. out for a little while. Yeah, and it's interesting that you put it as a four-way race because in the media survey, it was Luca versus Jokic, and then the other guys were way back mm-hmm. with with both Tatum and uh, Tatum and Giannis getting seven percent of the vote, and then you saw 
43% for Luka and then 40% for Jokic. So the odds make it seem like it's much closer. And obviously the odds are more so projecting forward versus what the media survey did. It's just like, a, hey, at of this moment right now, who's yeah. the MVP? But it is fascinating to see that like those guys are so close to both Luka and Jokic, even though they're so distant in the minds of the people who actually vote on the award. All right, we're going to take another quick break. On the other side, we'll get to the college hoops as well as talk a little NFL coaching carousel because there's an interesting name that just interviewed for the Denver Broncos job. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. With well, the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. We're at the halfway point of the show uh, on a Wednesday night. Right now, Texas and TCU, that game is starting to tighten up there. Texas has made the run that we all expected. TCU, though, up 49-42, 13-08 left to play in that game. We'll have our eyes on that game. But, Wes, I wanted to talk a little bit of NFL coaching carousel mm-hmm. because DraftKings has odds for us to bet on who will be the next coach for the current four vacancies. Yes. And also, before we even get into it, is it it's a little surprising that we only have four vacancies? We were talking I, about it I during know. the break. I was, I was running my charts, and I guess there's five te- technically because Houston – as well, but mm-hmm. we only have the, we have the odds for the four teams, not the mm-hmm. Houston Texans. Uh, but it feels like this is like a, a low that we've seen at least in the last five to six. Yeah, years. because I mean, I think it's probably because we had a lot, a lot last year. So yeah. you know, given chances, I mean, even though there, you know, sometimes there's a one and done and whatnot. But yeah, yeah o- only four. Uh, I I'm not expecting. I mean, are we expecting maybe another one? Is what I'm you know. I mean, to... p- people have have talked about the Dallas Cowboys situation. That's always the one that's kind of like. If the Cowboys were to lose Monday night, especially if they lose ugly, yeah, then maybe Jerry Jones. Now Jerry was asked about that on 105 through the fan in Dallas, and he said no. Like I, I still have a lot more to evaluate with Mike McCarthy and like, right. But I mean, Jerry has always changed his mind in the past, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. never know. Um, now, to his credit, though, he hung on for a while, yeah. a long time with Jason Garrett. So maybe he's not the quick trigger and Jerry guess, of the old And days. I guess there's a couple potentials because we've been hearing maybe Sean McVay is ready to walk away and doesn't yep. want to be part of a rebuild with the Rams. So that certainly, I think, is a distinct possibility that that would open up. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay would, would if it Tampa goes bad, make a change. Yeah, if it goes bad Monday? Yeah. I, that, that's I think that's I think definitely a possibility, and then and then I also think uh, I don't know if the Commanders are, but obviously that ownership situation is very tenuous. Mm-hmm. I think they're in D.C. to say the least. So that I think could be a potential opening. People are saying Cleveland. I don't think they're going to move no. on from Stabansky. That no, team's had a ton of injuries, and they didn't have their quarterback that they paid all these millions of dollars for until Week 13. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think, I think he's safe. fine. He's safe. Um, but it is interesting, though, because ESPN's Adam Schefter just tweeted about 15 minutes ago that former Stanford head coach David Shaw interviewed today with the Denver Broncos about their head coaching job. Sources tell ESPN Shaw spent nine years in the NFL from 1997 to 2005 with the Eagles, Raiders, and Ravens and is interested in returning 
to the pro game. Yeah, Shaw, we, we've kind of seen him, if you watch the draft coverage on NFL Network mm-hmm. or on ESPN, I think he's done maybe both networks. Uh, he has always, you know, been kind of that, like, second-day draft analyst. Yep. So, you know, you kind of figured that maybe he was going to be the guy to, to, to move forward there. And, look, you know, that Stanford program, you know, declined at the end with Shaw. There was a lot of criticism of him that – hey, he's a little bit too old school in terms of the play calling. They run more of a pro-style offense. They're not running that. You know, they're not running what everybody else is running in college in terms of, you know, up-tempo, spread, check with me, run as many plays as fast as you can. So I feel like Shaw probably actually is a better fit in the NFL than he is, you know, than, than he was toward the end at Stanford. So, yeah, that just came across the wire. I know we, I know we didn't have odds uh, for him up. I'm guessing those are going to be put up no. overnight. Yeah, I, w- I would guess his name will get added. And, and when you look at David Shaw, I mean, he's only 50 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. it feels like he's older mm-hmm. because he, we've known him ever since Harbaugh left for the NFL. Yeah. But he's only 50. So he, he can still, like, I'm sure yeah. there's still juice left in the tank there for him. Now, would he be the guy I would expect? No, just based on no, the fact that, <laughs> just based on the fact that that Walton Penner family, you know, what they paid for the Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. you feel like, and that's why you see these guys, even though, you know, not just because they're bigger names, but you feel like they're going to want to make a big splash. They're yes. going to want to make a big head. They're not going to want to make a, 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 you know, a Nathaniel Hackett or somebody that's been, you know, a coordinator. Mm-hmm. necessarily they're going to want somebody that's been a head coach and that's why you're seeing these guys at the top three dan quinn the defensive coordinator in dallas sean payton jim harbaugh somebody that's been a head coach before because this is a team that's got a very good defense and i know i've been hard and we've all been hard on russell wilson this year like let russ cook like he looks cooked mm-hmm. like he looks cooked like a uh, a bad scallops that Gordon Ramsay like throws back at you and hell on the show Hell's Kitchen cook, cooking idiot sandwiches. But I don't think that I'm not sure he's done yet. Did that I, that last month kind of tease you a little bit? Did it give you still something to believe I in? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not ready to bury the guy just yet. He looked better. You know, <laughs> may, maybe kick dirt at him, but not bury him. He looked better. And especially that week 18 game against the Chargers, yeah. there were some throws. I was like, "Oh, that's like vintage." I, I, think, I think him and him and Hackett that just didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work at all in terms of a philosophy. So, not you know, I mean, you really can't give up on him right now with all the money you got committed yeah. to him. So you got to be like, obviously, that is objective number one. Can you work with Russell Wilson, and can we find some of that elixir that he had in Seattle, even? Uh, you know, now, what is he, 32, 33? Yeah, like 33 years old. I yeah, believe. so so he's far. I mean, this isn't like, okay, you know, a 40-year-old guy on his last legs. This isn't like Ben Roethlisberger in his last season at Pittsburgh. I still think he's got a little bit of juice. Yeah, he definitely showed in the final month of the season. I thought he played much better than what we saw in the first about 12 to 13 games. And I've never really been a huge Russell Wilson guy, to be honest with you, but I'm not ready to necessarily bury him. For the Broncos, real quick, we'll get to another team, a team that's near and dear to your heart. But the Broncos, you mentioned it, Dan Quinn, the favorite, plus 150. Uh, it looked like he was kind of going to get the job last year, but then they went ahead and hired Nathaniel Hackett for reasons that we will probably explain. The, yes. uh, they were trying to recruit Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Sean Payton, plus 450, alongside Jim Harbaugh, whose name keeps coming up. I think Harbaugh's going to the NFL, but maybe not to the Denver Broncos. D'Amico Ryan's 10-1. to Shane Steichen, the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator at 14-1. to Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator, eighteen to one. Now he's been a head coach before, but now, way, way, way more, back. Morris, by the way, I believe it's it's next Tuesday. He's supposed to interview with mm-hmm. Denver. 
and also with Indianapolis on Friday. And then it's uh, Ben Johnson and then Ajiro Evero, the current defensive coordinator for the Broncos, both at 20 to 1. Um, in terms of a bet, I, I think it's going to be one of those top three guys, Quinn, Peyton, or Harbaugh. And I know why Ryan's is up there, too, because that's always what happens with these coaching searches where it's like, okay, we hired an offensive guy. It didn't work. Now we got to go defense. defense but yeah. I'm not sure Denver's going to do that just yet. Ryan's probably – he'll get ahead, if not this year, next year. Yeah. Maybe Ryan's is like the defense Brian Dable this year where it's like he interviews, he interviews well, you're not quite our guy – but we're, we're speaking highly of you, and everybody's impressed by him, and then he gets the job next year. Yeah, maybe That's, that's kind of what I think is going to happen with Ryan. Yeah, because we all thought that Dayball was going to get the Charger job. Yeah. And then they ended up going with Brandon Staley. Yeah, where he had to interview and interview well, and then, yeah. you know, then all of a sudden he, you know, names back in the hopper again, and it's like, hey, let's just get this guy. Yeah, no, I, th- I think Denver's, they really, from what the tea leaves that I'm reading, they want someone who's been a head coach before yes. and is established. They're not trying to take any more gambles or roll the dice. So I, really I think those, the rightful two guys are the rightful favorites. Now, we got two and a half minutes left here in the segment, Wes. We can carry this conversation over into the next segment as well. But how about your team? The Indianapolis Colts, uh, the head coaching search that uh, many and many of people will be paying attention to after the interim hire that they made earlier this season with Jeff Saturday. Uh, right now, the favorite is Jim Harbaugh at plus 350. Old Captain Comeback used mm-hmm. to play for the Colts uh, way back when. Dan Quinn, 6-1. to one. Ben Johnson, plus 650. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions at plus 800. Shane Steichen, 10 to 1. Alongside Sean Payton, Leslie Frazier, the Bills, the Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator at mm-hmm. 10 to 1. And then uh, Jeff Saturday, the current interim head coach at 10 to 1. Maybe Dan Orlovsky oh. at 20 to 1. Uh, D- Dominique Foxworth at 35 <laughs> to 1. Kidding. I'm sorry. That's a get up joke. I know. <laughs> Might as well, I guess. What do you make of those odds here? And who do you think is the uh, the best bet on well, the board? Well, Saturday's going to get an interview. <laughs> They've already said that. But the four requests that they have already put in, uh, they did interview Bubba Ventrone, who is the special say, yeah. teams coordinator, who everybody kind of thinks is going to be a head coach someday. I don't know if this is his time or else they would have named him interim coach, I think, already. But They've requested the interview for Shane Steichen, for Raheem Morris, for Ben Johnson, and also Aaron Glenn. Leslie Frazier is all part of the Dungey tree. So if Dungey and Pullian are still being listened to in Indianapolis by Jim Irsay, I would think that he would get an interview. But everybody does kind of point to Jim Harbaugh because of his history in Indianapolis as a player, because he used to be a part owner of an IndyCar racing team, Panther Racing, that was based in Indianapolis. So... Mm-hmm. Very familiar, obviously, his brother-in-law, Tom Green, coached down in Bloomington with the Indiana Hoosiers. So Harbaugh is the guy that I always thought that they were going to want to target. Now, you know, how much money are they willing to pay? I think, like, money's got to be no object here. Like, you've got to try to get your guy. And you got to get somebody that's going to potentially have to work with a young quarterback. So that's why I don't think it's going to be a defensive guy. So that's why I don't think it's going to be Glenn. I don't think it's going to be Leslie Frazier or any of these defensive coaches. Do you think that's why we don't have D'Amico Ryans on this list? I do. So maybe not a defensive guy. We'll ask Wes, though, about some other coaches here that are on this list. Maybe a 10-to-1 number that could be appetizing. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, 
but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino right now in the Big 12 game of the night. TCU, Texas Horn Frogs lead it 63 to 57, yeah, currently time, laying four and a half. Every time TCU makes a little run, Texas uh, won't go away. So I think TCU just had an 11 point lead and then five quick ones for the uh, Longhorns. So now 63 to 57. Uh, just uh, looking, uh, neither team shooting the ball very well from three tonight. Four of 14 from the Horn Frogs, three of 15 from the Horns. TCU getting to the rim, though, and getting to the line. 13 of 14 from the line. So not quite Miami Heat numbers, but nevertheless, you'll take 92% every single time. So uh, uh, Texas Christian uh, uh, trying to hang on of what was uh, obviously a very difficult week for Texas Christian, or a very difficult Monday, yes. I should say. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Trying so, to turn the turn the page to but, basketball, but you got to yeah, absolutely, and you got a good team to turn to here. Jamie Dixon's got him going thirteen and two so far. How about Louisville and Clemson? I know you're sweating this one out here. Tigers up by ten, laying ten and a half total, one forty two and a half. Well, apart Louisville, I mean they're just out, man. This is not the you know this is not your your mama and daddy's Louisville necessarily. This is this is it's a, not a your bad, older siblings Louisville. No, either. it's not your cousin, your aunties, <laughs> your uncles, or anybody's Louisville. This is a about the worst I've seen. I, I mean, this is just not, you know, what you expect out of, you know, a really proud program. Uh, Louisville now plus 10.5, plus $1.5, 141.5. But like I said, this wasn't exactly necessarily a play where I, oh, man, I love this Louisville team. Even though they've been competitive their last couple home games, they were both losses down there at the KFC Yum Center. But it's more of a play against Clemson because, like, how do you handle success when you're kind of a middling program in that conference? And that's where Clemson has been. And that's why Brad Brownell, uh, as we uh, see Coach Brownell there on the bench, uh, that's why he's kind of was considered on the hot seat, like a hot seat coach, because it's like he gets Clemson to where they're competitive. They're 18, 19 wins, but just can never, not really get them over the hump. I think he's only gotten to the tournament a couple times, but – and, and, and getting to the tournament is good enough at Clemson because it's a football school. And, you know, it's not the easiest school and certainly yeah. not the easiest basketball job in that league. No. So Yeah, there's not a ton of pressure with that. Job. No, but 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 still, I, they, they, they feel like they should be in the NCAA tournament, you know, more often than not. And, uh, you know, I felt that there was a little bit of pressure on these guys, you know, or they were maybe going to, you know, kind of come out a little, a little bit lame or a little bit flat, which they certainly have because it's only a nine-point game, 428 left to go in the second half. But Clemson's won a few in a row. They're the only undefeated team right now in the ACC. And they get Duke coming in on Saturday. So that that's their game of the year. Yeah, That's always their game of the year, Duke and Carolina. So uh, we'll see if uh, Louisville can hang around. This is, a, this is a, a, God, you look at the numbers, though, on this Louisville team just dreadful you don't you don't see a team because schedule strength gets included in like these ken palm rankings mm -hmm. and your schedule strength is going to be higher when you're in a conference like the acc this team is 278 in the ken palm just looking at them uh they're 356 in the country i think out of like 363 teams for turnover percentage they're turning the ball over almost you know one out of every four possessions Jeez. that's pitiful like you don't you don't see you can't, you can't uh, a power six program do that, and they're 306 in effective field goal percentage, 
this is just not an overwhelmingly talented team. I think they're limited on the scholarships because of sanctions as well. So Kenny Payne, who was on that 1986 uh, team, remember uh, Never Nervous Purvis, Purvis Ellison, <laughs> when uh, Louisville and Denny Crum won the NCAA title. And uh, Kenny Payne there, Milt Wagner is uh, his buddy, is uh, the director of basketball operations. Didn't, didn't, didn't help him get the kid, though. Uh, uh, Dewan Wagner, uh, DJ Wagner is the son. Milt Wagner, the grandpa. Dewan Wagner, who played for Cal at Memphis. He went where daddy, dad, daddy got coached and uh, went to Kentucky. DJ Wagner, who's, I think, the consensus, like, number one recruit for next year. I've seen a couple highlights. Yes. Pretty good. Kid from Camden, New Jersey. Uh, Pretty good. And, you know, probably a tough deal to commit to Louisville right now, considering this is a massive rebuild. They obviously yeah. had those, you know, the deal with Rick Pitino. And then Chris Matt came in and, you know, the allegations that Dino Gaudio made, the assistant mm -hmm. under Chris Mack. So Louisville's just a mess right now. But they're hanging in there, and they're only down eight uh, yeah, as just, we go to the under four timeout. Just keep it together for four minutes, guys. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Just, numbers. just don't get blown out because you know that's why I've been in this position too, where I, I, I had Georgetown in the game on Saturday, and it was like a two possession game, and then all of a sudden it was like a blitzkrieg by Marquette on Saturday, and Georgetown just, you know, I'm worried they're going to suffer that fate. I don't think that they are, but it's a ten point game and an and one coming for the Tigers. Well, we'll keep our eyes on that game. Hopefully, Louisville can stay within the number. They're 17 and a half is what Wes is getting. Uh, wanted to go back to our discussion, though, on the next Indianapolis Colts head coach. And we talked about how Jim Harbaugh, the rightful favorite, these are odds courtesy of DraftKings that you can bet on uh, of who will be that head coach for the, for the shoe, I shall say. Uh, Harbaugh plus 350, Dan Quinn 6-1, to one, Ben Johnson plus 650, uh, and down the board we go. But there's a name at 10-1 to one that I wanted to ask you about. And it's not Sean Payton. It's Jeff Saturday. Mm -hmm. I was watching the clip from NFL Network, and it was Jim Trotter, who's really well-connected in the league. Yes. He said that this is Jeff Saturday's job to lose. And Jeff Saturday, obviously, going to be interviewing for this job. Do you think Ursay would bring Jeff Saturday back and make him the permanent head coach? I can't say that he wouldn't. Because he brought him in in the first place with no coaching experience. So, you know, you know uh, Chris Ballard, I guess, is leading the search. You know, Chris, that's what surprised me the most is Chris Ballard. Yeah, guy. I thought he was cooked. I, I, I did, too. I'm like, <laughs> man, I, and I think Chris is a decent football man, but you just got to look at the results, man. You've won one playoff game. Yeah. You haven't won the division. I mean, that's not good enough. That's not going to cut it. That shouldn't cut it for – you know, an Indianapolis Colts organization that's been a championship-winning organization in the past. So, I do think I do think, uh, and and actually, Chris Ballard, like Jeff Saturday, was not Chris Ballard's guy. Chris Ballard mm -hmm. actually advised, like, hey, you know, maybe we might want to go with one of our guys. Maybe we go with Bubba, or maybe we go with uh, with Gus Bradley, Bradley or yeah. John Fox or somebody on the staff. And Jim Irsay made this decision. I think he's going to make this decision again. And that's probably part and parcel of Chris Ballard keeping employment there in Indianapolis. And that's kind of why, like, I almost, and I know Harbaugh at plus 350, that's probably, like, I'm guessing maybe that's Irsay's, like, guy that he would really want. But if Harbaugh were to get a job elsewhere or he wants something, early, or if he wants to stay at Michigan, mm -hmm. I think Irsay's a wild card. And I do, and too. And it's not going to be a conventional pick, I mean, I look, they, they, they need somebody, I think, with an all. I think the defense was actually very solid this year under Gus Bradley. 
And, 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 and they've got some talent there. We'll see if, you know, Darius Leonard comes back. DeForest Buckner, I thought, had a very good year. I thought you saw some development out of those young pass rushers. But I think they got to go with offense. If, if what you think we're, that they're going to do, that they're going to draft a quarterback finally, that Jimmer say, and this is the rumors I've heard, he's done with this, you know, hey, going with this veteran stopgap. You know, it worked for one year with Phillip Rivers. They got to the playoff, and Phillip Rivers had had, had enough. And I thought – Philip Rivers maybe masked some offensive line issues too because he gets the ball out so quick. Mike, Mike, like Matt Ryan, you know, doesn't necessarily at this age now get the ball out very no. quick. I don't and think he does anything quick. No, that. he doesn't. So, and you know, Jim Irsay was not for Carson Wentz either, and I think Frank Reich kind of took the fall for that because that was Frank Reich's guy, and Irsay kind of trusted that it didn't end up working out, but they're going to want, I think, a young quarterback. So you got to have somebody that can work with a young quarterback. So I think you've got to have an offensive guy. And that's what Chris Ballard said. He said, hey, they were asked, like, would you move up for a quarterback, whatever? He said, if, if it's a guy that is a guy yeah. that we think is a franchise, we'll, go, we'll move heaven well, and earth. Well, and, 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 and I would think that Chris Ballard's telling the truth there, too, because if you got a guy, you can't just wait. You, mm-hmm. if, if you think, like, C.J. Stroud's your guy, or if you think Bryce Young is your guy, you go get him. You don't wait and say, okay, who's going to drop to us, you know? And then you might end up drafting Will Levis, who's going to be the most interesting man in the world in terms of the draft evaluation, you know? How good is he? Because you're going to look at Kentucky and say, like, hey, he wasn't very good, even though he's behind a bad offensive line. But then he's going to, like, probably wow at his pro day or at the combine and be like, see, see? So you're going to have the Will Levis troopers and you're going to have the Will Levis cynics battling it out for the next few months. Can't wait. Discourse and I, and I am awesome. neither because I have no idea how to evaluate it. Just tell me who's going number one so I can bet it. Uh, if But if somebody gave me a $100 free bet like at DraftKings, I think I'd bet it on Saturday, honestly, at 10 to 1. I mean, yeah, that's that's the safest do. bet right now, I would think. That's what I would do. That is it for hour number two. Come on back, hour number three, after the break. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play okay round two name something that's not boring 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.